Expose my mind to clarity Oh, my spirit shudders Capture the moment, oh, to keep my sanity No wisdom rushing in Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Oshu. I'm your host, Cassidy Lynn, and I'm not going to bore you guys with announcements today because we have a guest on today's episode. Today, I chatted with Costas Garcia, and he's awesome on social media, and we chatted lots and lots about digital presence and just improving your social media. So I'm excited for you guys to listen to this episode. I hope you like it. Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode. Um, I'm very excited to have a guest on my podcast. Um, why don't you go ahead, introduce yourself. How's it, go- How's it going, guys? My name is Costas Garcia. I'm from Los Angeles, California, and I'm a full-time photographer and filmmaker. Awesome. Cool. I love, we love a fellow full-timer. Um, we do. So you are from California, or did you like move there at some point in your life? Yeah, so I was born and raised in Santa Monica. Okay. Um, so I'm an LA native and then went to school in Wisconsin, which was a big change. Yeah, I um, bet. <laughs> yeah, so went out to school in Wisconsin, um, thought I wanted to study like entrepreneurship and like do the business school and um, took a few math classes and I was like, you know what, this isn't, this isn't for me. Yeah. Took a few communication classes, learned about like, TV and film. And I said, you know what? Like watching movies as homework is way more interesting. So I switched my major and um, studied film and TV um, as my major in Wisconsin and then graduated four years ago and moved back to LA. Oh, wow. That's so cool. What school did you go to? Madison. Oh, okay. I, I Did you say that? <laughs> Are you, did I not say Wisconsin? Oh, no, you said Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Okay, yeah. I don't know anything about Wisconsin, so all good. Just, I don't blame you. I, yeah. I I knew nothing about it before I went, so don't blame you. Yeah. Um. So what? I guess is that what got you started in filmmaking? Then, so you started with filmmaking and then got into photography. Yeah. So it kind of started for me in middle school. Um, when I was in middle school, it was kind of like the emergence of the iPhone, GoPros, flip cameras. Mm-hmm. I was in a class called Student TV in eighth grade, and that was my introduction into learning how to edit video. Okay. Um, and that was fun. That was just like, this is a period that you get to use a camera and edit and kind of just like make really silly, stupid videos. Yeah. But that kind of was what um, got me into it and taught mm-hmm. me about editing. Um, and then with I got the first iPhone after winning a... Um, a magazine drive at my school. Wow. Uh, yeah, so that was, like, really cool. I was, like, really hyped on it. I'm super, like, nerdy with tech, and, like, I love Apple. So mm-hmm. I was, like, if you sell 100 magazine subscriptions, you get this iPhone. So I went, like, knocking door to door. Uh, I sold enough to get the iPhone. And it was, like, the first time where you kind of had a phone with 
a nice enough camera that wasn't like, I mean, I'm sure you remember like flip phones and stuff like the, like the cameras were just like trash. Right. But this is the first time <laughs> we're like, yeah, the, the camera was nice enough. Um, and just like having the accessibility of just like having it in your pocket all the time, mm-hmm. taking photos and stuff. That was really cool. And then I skated and surfed growing up so and snowboarded. So just like using a GoPro to film with friends and yeah, just kind of like started doing it really for fun, not thinking I was going to make a career out of it. And mm-hmm. then I just got more into it, um, especially with like the emergence of social media and yeah. um, seeing people doing the whole travel influencer stuff, people like yeah. Sam Colder, Casey Neistat. Um, so seeing that also kind of sparked inspiration and then ended up studying it in school and now doing it full time. Yeah, that's so cool. I feel like a lot of people start by just like not thinking that anything's going to come of it, you know? Yeah. And I think that's how a lot of like really cool careers start is just by doing something that you love. And then it's like, oh, I could be making money off of this and I could do it for the rest of my life. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's um, it honestly is such a blessing. I feel like a lot of people I feel like I was lucky enough to find like my passion in life pretty early on. Um, And the fact that I was able to turn that into a career is like such a blessing. I know a lot of people that, you know, sometimes don't even like find their passion in life until later on or, or struggle to find what it is they are passionate about. So being able to have found that and then turn it into a career. I'm sure you feel the same way. Like I'm sure you started, you know, taking photos. Um, Do you do video as well? I don't. I only do like (laughs) TikTok and like, (laughs) I don't know. Sometimes I'll like edit videos for my YouTube channel, but like, yeah, definitely Um, am not a filmmaker by any means. And it's all good. But like, yeah, I'm sure you started taking photos for fun and just had like, like, this is awesome. And then now it's like, I'm sure, you know, super right, cool yeah. you can do it as full time. And I feel like for me, I started with like iMovie and like, um, mm. oh goodness, what is that? Video Star? Do you remember Video Star? I don't I know. I don't. Okay, it's okay. I So we used to make like music videos on like my iPod Touch and stuff. Nice, and like nice. I actually would like edit them. Like I would go hard in the edits. Uh, I feel go. like surprisingly I use a lot of that like knowledge from like when I was like 12 to yeah. like actually like edit my stuff now, which is just, nice. it's just funny. Full circle. It's couple, yeah, full circle. <laughs> we love it. Um, so kind of talk me through your transition of like hobby to actually starting to make money off of like filmmaking and photography and then going full time. Like what did that look like for you? Sure. So, um, did I, I kind of merged like social media and like filmmaking and photography kind of like all in one. So, um, kind of grew a following on social media and then, through that, like I was on a few YouTube shows, so like got a following on Instagram. And then Mm -hmm. through that, um, like wanted to consistently like post more on social media to like kind of keep growing the following. So just kind of like taking my like passion for photography and trying to like incorporate that with social media. Um, and then yeah, studying it in school and doing like very like few like freelance gigs here and there still wasn't really thinking about it as like a career in college I Mm kind of more so was like trying to be a personality more so on like YouTube trying to do like the YouTube and social media stuff and then um found that it was just kind of like 
a full-time thing and it was hard to balance with school. So like did it, but kind of like half-assed it. And then went through a phase of like wanting to be a DJ with my best friend. So like <laughs> pursued that out of college okay. uh, for like two years while balancing, like doing freelance stuff and doing like brand deals on social media. Mm-hmm. And then it, like also worked part-time at a restaurant. So I was like pretty lost kind of coming out of like school, just like trying a bunch of different things, not really knowing what my thing was. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until I want to say two years after I graduated. So about like two years ago, actually two and a half years ago, um, I made the, deci- the decision to stop pursuing the music stuff. Cause I was like, it's just not me. I'm not fully passionate about it. I'm so much more excited about the photo video stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I went, once I stopped doing like the music thing, I was, it, it just like had that feeling of like a weight lifted off my shoulder and really felt like I knew like this is what I was meant to be doing as far as like the photo video stuff. And then just kind of went all in with it. Um, started doing freelance work with like gyms and then just like other companies, other brands, um, try to like trying to leverage like the brand deals that I was doing on social media to kind of showcase like my photography and video work as well. Um, and yeah, that's kind of, I don't know if I answered that question. No, yeah, you did. (laughs) Okay. So when you went to just like full-time filmmaking or like, you know, filmmaking slash social media, what was that transition like? Like, what was the thing that you felt like told you like, oh, I should be doing this full-time? Yeah, it was, um, I think I always knew like deep down I wanted to use a camera in some way to express myself and like have that be part of my career Mm -hmm. in whatever, like whatever I was doing. But yeah, I was doing the music stuff and it was coming between me and my best friend's friendship. It was like giving me anxiety. I wasn't like looking forward to it. I didn't enjoy working in the restaurant, but I was doing it because needed to make some money. And I wasn't like still trying to figure out how to make a whole like full time, you know, career and make money through like the using a camera. And so it was it was at the point where the same week that I stopped doing the music stuff, I took a trip with my grandma and my sister to go to South Africa on a safari. And I took my camera, obviously, and like filmed and took photos. And it was kind of like in that moment where I realized that I stopped doing something that I wasn't super passionate about and it wasn't like my purpose and what I was meant to be doing Mm -hmm. to having the time of my life on this incredible like one week long safari, taking photos. I had never taken photos of like animals before, but just like like capturing that moment and taking photos and like taking a video and just like capturing that trip. I was like, damn, this is like really what I'm passionate about. And I think I knew it, but that was kind of like that tipping point, that turning point of like kind of going all in um, Mm -hmm. and haven't really looked back since. Yeah. Wow. It's, I kind of pictured like that safari thing as like a, I don't know, like a movie scene. Like you get like the, the lights like shining. It's like, this is what I should be doing. I wish I had like a moment like that, but I don't feel like I do. I feel like it's just kind of like, I just knew, you know? (laughs) Sure. Yeah. I want to, I also want to hear about you because like we were saying before, like we don't really know much about each other. I know, right. Um, so you, I'm going to, I'm going to flip the script a little bit cause I want to know about you. So Go for like it. <laughs> you, 
you do, if I'm not mistaken, you do a lot of like wedding stuff, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And that's what I was going to ask you because a lot of the people that I talk to are either wedding photographers or wedding vid- videographers, but it sounds like you don't really do like much in the wedding industry at all, which is just completely different and that's good. Yeah. The wedding stuff always kind of scared me. I was okay. like, I'm going to, I'm going to fuck this up. I'm going to mess yeah. up your big day. I'm going to miss the kiss or I'm going to like <laughs> miss a moment where I'm like, it always kind of scared me, but I always heard that like you can make some pretty good money doing weddings and like, right. um, yeah, you can like really, if you like hone in on that niche, which you have, like you mm-hmm. can, you can kill it, which is great. It was right. just never something that like kind of really interested me and kind of scared me a little bit. It is scary. Like I have felt the pressure. I think at every single wedding, there's like this lurking like thought in my head. Like I could be the reason that they don't have a picture of this moment or this moment or this moment. Like they're literally relying on me, but you know, if you have two cameras ready, back up your SD cards, it's really not like not a big deal. Have two shooters, whatever. Yeah. 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 I was talking to my roommate um, or my roommates about just like nightmares on set, things that we've like fucked up. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm curious, have you had any on like during a wedding or like on another shoot, something that like you messed up and you're like, oh my God, this is a nightmare. Oh, yes, I have. I don't know if I've ever, <laughs> if I've ever shared this, um, but you know, why not? Um, I did miss a first kiss once. Oh, um, no. Yeah. And I obviously am not going to say who it was or whatever, <laughs> um, but it ended up working out and like, you know, whatever, but it was like, mm, like I felt it like the minute it happened. Okay. To my defense, like ceremonies are usually like, you know, at, like at the shortest 15 minutes it ended okay, up being yeah. like five minutes and oh, normally wow. like have like things that they say before the first kiss so that, you know, it's coming like they do rings and stuff. It was none of that. It literally was like, okay, kiss. And I was like, Oh, and then it just happened and I, you know, missed it and whatever. But yep. What about you? Did, oh, I have, I have plenty. I, I literally, oh my God, yesterday I have actually have a shoot after this because my fucking shoot went to shit yesterday. Oh my gosh. My, I've never had this happen before. My lens broke and it was working completely fine. I go to turn on my camera and I'm like, this is weird. The, the camera's like taking longer than normal to turn on and then it like wasn't reading the the f-stop had like two dashes right next to it and i (laughs) i'd never seen that before i was like that's weird i can't change the aperture and then it just wouldn't focus like it was autofocus i had an autofocus wouldn't focus went to manual focus like as i'm changing like the ring yeah nothing was happening I've like completely restarted my, or not my computer, restarted my camera because I was like, oh, my camera's broken. Like, this is so messed up. I've never seen this before. Long story short, the lens somehow is broken and I have to like send it in and get it fixed. Okay. But I had to like, I I didn't have an extra lens. Yeah. And so I was like, hey man, we can't shoot today. We got to shoot tomorrow. Oh my gosh. Uh, so, so sometimes that happens to me if I don't put my lens on all the way, I'll get like the two dashes and that's how mm-hmm. I know like I didn't put it on all the way, but I have yeah. a 50 millimeter that all of a sudden it just like stopped showing the aperture. And I was like, okay, well I think it's game over for this lens. I'm just gonna 
you know. Did you get it fixed or is it like broken? No, or? it's like the nifty 50 for the Sony. Yeah. And so to me, it's not really, it's just sitting in my cabinet. Like it's not even yeah, worth yeah. like getting it fixed because yeah. I don't use it that much, but. it's pro- It'll probably cost you the same amount to buy a new one of those right. that it would to get it fixed. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of lenses and stuff, what is like your, like what do you shoot on? What's your bread and butter? Like tell me about it. Sure. So um, my... Sorry, let me try to think. Okay, my so my what I do consistently freelance work a lot of is both real estate, which I've been doing for the past like two years. That's been really like my bread and butter, the most consistent stuff. So okay. with that, I love my 16 to 35 uh, yeah. G Master. Um, you don't really need anything else besides that for real estate. Mm-hmm. Um my 24 to 70 G Master is probably, I tell people, like, if you had to choose one lens, that's the focal length I'm going with. It's just yeah. the most versatile lens that I have. And Definitely. I find it, I find if I'm sh- like out on a photo shoot or just like on a trip, um, just shooting where it's not necessarily like you need a super wide lens, like something for real estate, 24 to 70 bread and butter mm-hmm. on my camera most of the time. Um, I recently got a 12 to 24 because I've been shooting concert stuff. Oh, wow. And that's like such a sick lens because it's just so wide Mm -hmm. and so fun to use. Okay. Um, I have an 85 prime, um, which I don't use all that often, but great for like portraits and just Mm -hmm. detail shots. Um, And that's kind of, that's my lens setup. Okay. I don't have many primes, which is like... I don't know if you use a lot of primes. Oh, I only um, use primes. Yeah. <laughs> so which if you're it, listening which... and you don't know what a prime lens is, I, I'm i pretty sure I know what a prime lens is. It's like a fix, it's the fixed focal length with like low aperture capability. So I think it's anywhere underneath F2 maybe. I don't, it's not necessarily, I don't think the aperture necessarily like plays a part if it's a prime lens or not, but a prime okay. lens is just if it's just a fixed Fix. focal length. Perfect. But typically prime lenses have, because there's no zoom, there's less going on in the lens, so you're able right. to have a faster aperture. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so I shoot mainly just on my 35 and my 85. Um, nice. Do I have another lens? I have a 50 millimeter, um, but nice. I have like the G Master F 1.2. I literally just got it, so... Still feeling that one out. Um, the, but wait, I, the, the 85 or the 50? The 50. Yeah, they just dropped that, right? Yes. And I was on a wait list for forever. So wow. it, it's a big deal. Um, we love getting new cameras, though. I, yes, I'm like so such fun. a nerd when it comes to like gear and stuff. Yeah. So that's great. I'm happy mm-hmm. for you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I always like tell myself if I were to be like a travel photographer or just like someone that was more like pick up my camera and just start shooting, I would do a 24 to 70. I think it just yeah. like makes the most sense. Like you can do like close ups or wide shots and yeah. Yeah. It, I, yeah. I think um, I'm, I'm interested to say, I want to talk to you once you've like used your 50 more because yeah. I love the 35 focal length and the 85 is like, it's just butter. Like, it's just, I love that focal length. Yeah. And I, I don't, I typically don't find myself wanting to or really enjoying like the 50 mil focal length, mm-hmm. but I know there's like a time and a place for it. And sometimes the 50 looks great. Right. But, um, I think like when I typically shoot, I lean towards like 
keep it relatively like wider and then tighter as opposed to like having that 50. But yeah, that's just like me. But I, I totally agree with you where it's like if you are more like run and gun, like on the go shooting, mm-hmm. having a zoom is nice because you kind of just like have a ton of focal lengths in one. Yeah. But I think for a wedding, like primes are probably the way to go. Yes, they're so nice. What are the camera bodies that you shoot on? So I have a Sony a7S 3 for video. Okay. And then I have a Sony A7 III for photo, but I just ordered on Cyber Monday an A7R three, So now okay. I have that for photo. Because yeah. I, I was using my, my A7 III for the longest time, and I always tell people, like, such a great intro camera for, like, f- getting into full body. It's not super expensive. Oh, yeah. It's, good. It's like, good enough for, like, both photo and video and, like, that was the le- or that was the camera body that kind of like I did so much of the stuff when I was like first coming up on that it mm-hmm. has a special place in my heart. But um, it does both like video and photo like fine. And so like I was doing more so video at the time. So I upgraded to a video like focus camera with the A7S3. Mm-hmm. And then um, now that I'm doing a little bit more photo stuff with the concert photography, um, I'm like, okay, I need to upgrade and need to get a, a mm-hmm. photo, like a better body for strictly photo. So yeah. now I, I have the A7R3. That's exciting. I, hopefully it comes in the mail like in a few days. I'm very yeah. excited. Yeah. Um, the a 73 is the camera that my husband shoots on with me. And honestly, like the images are so good. And it's like, what, yeah. like maybe $1,300 like or like $1,500? It's definitely, yeah, I think when I bought it, I want to say I spent like $2,000 on it, but it, it, that mm-hmm. was like, that was like three or four years ago. So yeah. I'm sure it's like 1500 bucks, which is such a steal. It's such a steal for like yeah. how good of a camera it is. Like I swear, like Canon is taxing for the R6. Like you might as well just get the a7 III. Yeah, right. Just my opinion. All right. So let's transition to a little bit more about social media, um, which I'm excited to talk about because you have like a really good presence on social media. The digital presence is there. You're welcome. Um, So do you. You crush it. (laughs) Thanks. I'm over here like slaving, just trying to (laughs) post every day. Um, (laughs) So how did you initially like grow your following? Like kind of talk me through, like I know you mentioned it a little bit with YouTube and stuff, but kind of how did that start? So I um, grew my following a little bit differently, I think, than most people. I was fortunate enough in starting in high school to be on a show called React, which is um, these two brothers, Benny and Rafi Fine, they started this channel called The Fine Brothers. And the whole concept of the show was to bring in kids and teenagers and show them videos and stuff that went viral on the internet, and then you'd react to it. Okay. Their channel has now, I want to say, like, they grew up to like 19 or 20 million oh, wow. um, subscribers. Yeah. So like huge, huge like YouTube shows. So um, I was fortunate because the audience trickled into my social media as well. Mm-hmm. So got my initial following off of that. And then I was actually on a reality show the summer I graduated from high school called Summer Break and got more followers through that. So between okay. those two shows, I kind of like got a following, Mm -hmm. um, which is cool. The only thing that I struggle with now is like those shows were like a long time ago. And so like transitioning my, 
um, my audience from being like a personality on a show to being like, hey, no, I do photography and video like this right. is my work. Um, so that's been like interesting. And that's been something that I've been trying to navigate um, mm-hmm. as of more as of recently. Yeah. Um, just like trying to, you know, change up the personal brand and mm-hmm. and that. But um, that was kind of initially how I got my following. And then um, as of more recently with TikTok kind of coming um into the forefront and becoming super popular. I hopped on that and, um, yeah, I've been trying to go hard at TikTok and, Mm -hmm. uh, and grow it on there. Okay, perfect. How did you, like, how have you been navigating the switch in your audience? Cause I, I know there's a few people listening who also are probably transitioning their audience, maybe from like a personal page to like a business page or something like that. So like, what are some of the things that you've been doing that have been helping you? Obviously you said you're still navigating it. So who knows if, you know, yeah, it's been, it's, it's tough. It like, it really is tough when someone or like a group of people know you for something and then Mm -hmm. you try to transition to, to something else. It's, it's hard. It's not easy. Uh, so definitely still trying to navigate and figure it out. But something that I've um, been trying to do is really just show like trying to show behind the scenes of my photo shoots or video work. And then going into that video work, I find that like a lot of sh- uh, people really love BTS content, I've yeah. realized, um, which is great because it kind of allows you to what I love about TikTok is so long Instagram was the platform Mm -hmm. and it was so predicated on like trying to perceive yourself as this perfect person and like have the perfect feed and all this kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden TikTok comes around and you can post like just a regular iPhone video, nothing crazy edited and people really love that. And Mm -hmm. so what I've been trying to do is just, show a lot more of like the BTS and try not to have my content be so perfect. Um, and I feel like people are, are, uh, responding well to it. Yeah. I think a lot of people like to see a little bit more of like the unfiltered raw type of content. Like if I see something that's like so perfect, like on TikTok, sometimes I get just like filmmakers who have these incredible videos and like I could tell they made it for TikTok but I'm just like I don't feel like I really relate to this because it's like Mm. so good like I just I'm swiping and I'm trying to get like the people who are laying in bed just like laughing at videos and like those those are the videos that I relate to you know so yeah how much how much how much of that do you feel like is uh, because you do mostly photo and not so much video. Is it like, is it like the fancy, like edited videos that you feel like you don't relate to? Yeah, it is. It will be like a really fancy, like, like I describe it as like, um, a very cinematic type of Mm -hmm. video that like, I can tell wasn't taken on an iPhone. And I do think that there's like a time and place for it on a feed. Like if you're showing wedding videos, like by all means, show me your best. Or like, if you're doing like a commercial for a shoe, like, show like show me what you got but like I like seeing um like the BTS before and then Mm -hmm. seeing the results after I think if you're just throwing the results um you know it just kind of like doesn't make you feel connected to it I think it's the same for photo too like if I just posted my photos like in like a slideshow and didn't Mm -hmm. like have any or any like other 
I, like anything else in front of it, I think it would be a little just like standoffish or like a little unrelatable, you know? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you feel the same. Like maybe it is because I'm a photographer, but. No, I, I, I do. I think it's just like so easy on social media to look at creators and be like, man, like every shot they take is just so good. Like mm -hmm. some of these photographers and, and filmmakers and stuff on social media that I follow, I look at their work and I'm like, damn, like they're so effing talented. Yeah. And like every shot they take is great. They don't deal with creative burnout. Like they don't, they don't ever have like imposter syndrome. They're mm -hmm. incredible. And then seeing the like BTS or having them talk to the camera about like their experience or like what it was like on, on set. That's the kind of stuff that I, obviously I like the, the pretty stuff. Right. Um, but it's nice to, to see the BTS and the more authentic stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I think people really yeah. like to put like a personality slash just like a person to a brand. Um, and that's what TikTok mm -hmm. really like. I feel like you thrive on TikTok if you're showing like who you are and just like, you know, doing more than just like yeah. showing your work. Um, and I feel like I'm always like trying to, I like I do mentor sessions and I'm like always telling people like, post your face, post your face, post your face. Like just because I think that's what creates the connection between your audience 100%. and your work, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, so going off of that, this isn't a, it's not necessarily about photography and video, but it has to do with TikTok. Uh -huh. um, the DJs that I've been shooting for, they've been going hard at TikTok and they've grown their account to, I want to say, I think I could be butchering this, but I think they have like over 500,000 yeah. um, followers and they're killing it. And I asked them, I was like, how, like, how's the new release of the music? Cause they just dropped a new EP and they were like, honestly, like because of TikTok, we feel like we have never had more fans putting a face to the brand is mm -hmm. so important. They're like, we're so much more recognizable now. I mean, they have a hit song that has almost 900 million streams wow. on Spotify. And you'd think like, wow, this song almost has a billion streams. Everybody knows who they are. Like, mm -hmm. of course, they're going to know what they look like. But oftentimes, it's not the case. So like, right. it's it's funny how a lot of these creators on maybe Instagram or TikTok, they'll post their work and it's awesome. But you have no idea what this person sounds like, what they look like. Mm -hmm. So I totally agree with your advice of, get your face in front of the camera, talk to the camera, show people your personality. Um, mm -hmm. It makes you more human. And like, right. I think it makes people want to interact with your content more. Yeah. And if you're posting on like TikTok, for example, with not the intentions to sell something, but with the intentions of just like providing value in some way by showing your yeah. face, you know, giving tips or just like, you know, providing value in some way that is going to result in them being like, oh, like, I like this creator. What else do they have to offer? You know, so exactly. like, for example, this podcast, like I do stuff on TikTok, but kind of like referring people to my podcast from TikTok, like, I don't know. I just feel like that is like the best way to get people to interact with your business. Like yeah. not by just, here's my product. Here's what I can do. Here's how much I charge. Like, this is my service. Like you kind of just have to like, I don't know, just like show your face, just show the behind the scenes and then people will choose whether or not that's like something they're interested in, you know? hundred percent. Also, um, 
you never know who's like watching your stuff, right? Yes. The guys, <laughs> the DJs that I am shooting for now, they found me off of TikTok, which That's I, it's crazy. like crazy. Um, so I totally agree with you. I like my roommate or my roommates and I recently started a podcast and just posting those clips on mm-hmm. TikTok and Instagram, like the reaction's been great as well. And it's nice because now I have kind of like built in content where I like don't have to like think about it. Just like pull a clip of like something that I said and post it. Mm-hmm. But also it shows me talking to the camera. I'm like yes. providing, I'm providing value of some sort with whatever topic we were talking about. And like you see my face. Um, so I think like that's been great as well for building the the social media following, just like personal brand as well. Um, mm-hmm. Have you had have you like locked in jobs or like have you gotten work through like your social media or like through TikTok? Oh yeah, I mean, That's so awesome. I've been getting stuff from Instagram. I, like I feel like Instagram yeah, sure. for me it's probably like seventy percent Instagram. But recently, I've been booking a lot of stuff from TikTok. Um, I do like mentor sessions. I book a lot of those. I've booked at least like three or four weddings for next year just from TikTok. Which that's amazing. I know it seems crazy because I don't feel like I would go on TikTok to look for a wedding photographer, but I guess people do, and you know, yeah, it's crazy. You ne- like you never know who's going to see your stuff. Right. Exactly. What is um? What is a metros session? Oh, a mentor session. Sorry. Oh, oh mentor. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. I heard you wrong. Um, wait, that's awesome. So mm-hmm. you have, how does that work? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, I do like literally a zoom call. It's an hour long and I do editing sessions. So I offer like screen sharing my Lightroom. People send mm. me their raws. I edit through them with them. Um, and then I do like a Q and a session where someone can just like hop on an hour long zoom call with me and we can just talk through their questions. Um, and it's literally like, I offer it for a hundred dollars, which isn't like, you know, it's not like it's the most expensive session in the world, Yeah. but it's just like something to offer. Like if someone is watching my content and like learning to give them like another step to keep growing, you know, and like, like, like that's the goal of all of my social media is just getting people to like learn more about photography at this point. And so, you know, just got to offer it. So yeah, absolutely. How was, um, as being someone who does photo and not necessarily like film, how was that getting into making videos for TikTok and social media? Mm -hmm. That's hard. I know you said, (laughs) yeah, I bet. Like I know I'm sure you're tapping into your music videos from your iPod touch. Like you were saying. Definitely. I um, I go back to my, you know, 2012 songs all the time. Um, no, I think, a lot of photographers um, struggle with video. Like, especially, do you remember when Instagram posted that they were, like, switching their app to be more video-focused? And it was, like, such a big deal. Um, I still think it is a big deal. But a lot of photographers, like, really struggled with that. And, you know, Mm -hmm. they're just, like, we take photos. Like, we don't do video. But um, I think it's all part of, like, adapting your business and just learning how to best market yourself. And if video is the best way to do that, then you just got to learn and do it. And I think it also yeah. helped to like, um, like film yourself as well. So like talking mm-hmm. to the camera, I think is like one of the most important things that you could do, like you were saying. So, um, just getting that out of the way right away. So just filming yeah. a bunch of videos of myself right away, um, <clears throat> helped me get better at talking. Um, cause talking is yeah. really hard too. Um, do you, I'm sure like 
you edit your podcast and you listen to yourself talk. Yeah. I know you're, I don't know what episode, you're on like 40 something, right? Yeah. Episodes? Uh-huh. Th- How, have you noticed a difference since your first episode <laughs> until now? Um, I haven't really listened back to my first episode or like my second or third, just cause it's embarrassing. Um, but <laughs> it's funny. I just read one of my podcast reviews and someone said that I need to say, um, less, <laughs> which I'm like, okay, valid, but also like, this is me, you know, like saying, um, um, I definitely think that there is a change. Um, I just said, um, again, now I'm very aware of it. Now, Um, yeah, right now you're (laughs) thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, it, it does impact, um, talking, I think filming too helps. So filming constantly recording episodes, um, and even like interviewing people too, it all helps to practice like a ton. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I totally agree. I've like, I'll edit the podcast. We, we take turns editing, but mm-hmm. I'll listen to all of our episodes and the ones that I edit, I'm obviously listening to, but so interesting. I'm like hearing myself talk and I'm like, man, I say like a lot. I say, um, a lot. Yeah. I gotta like hone in on my points. Right. And so, it, but it's, it's helpful because like, if you're not like watching yourself back or listening to yourself, you kind of can't make in, you can't, you can't make those like adjustments. So it's right. been, it's been nice. Yeah, totally. Um, let's transition to talking just about TikTok for a little bit. Sure. Um, because I just think that a lot of people could learn about TikTok, including myself. Um, so for you, what content do you think performs the best on TikTok? And why do you think that that's like the best performing content for you? The best stuff, the stuff that's gone like big viral for me is the trends, which I kind of hate. Yeah. Trends or like showing iPhone video and then transitioning into the actual shot that I took with my camera. Mm-hmm. So I guess like BTS into the actual shot. But the few things that have gone like Millie type of type of views, like it's been trends, okay. which is cool because you don't have to like think too much into it and anytime Mm -hmm. I do a trend I try to relate it to photo and video which I know you do as well Mm -hmm. um and it's cool it's just like that's not really gonna build your like audience yeah but you kind of got to play the game you know what I'm saying like TikTok is built off of trends so Mm -hmm. you can't disregard them yeah. It's nice because you don't have to give too much thought into it. You can kind of just like rip a trend on your iPhone and like right. that's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to find a balance though between doing trends and then doing, I guess, like quote unquote higher quality content of yeah. like actually showing my work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the stuff okay. that's done the best is, is the trends. Yeah. I... So when I'm doing my videos, I do think of it in the two categories of like trends and then like higher quality stuff. Um, for me, the trends are like my, um, they're like the videos that I'm going to use to get discovered. Um, so that's yeah. the stuff that I want to be on the For You page. Um, because like a trend is probably going to pop up on your For You page, but yeah. anything that's higher quality. So for me, it'd be like Lightroom tips or like my talking videos that's kind of to just nurture the people that already follow me. And then if it does pop up on a for you page, that's great. But just to like give the people who already follow me like nurturing content. 
Um, And so I I do think it's good to have like a combo of both because, you know, sometimes it only pops up on people's following pages and sometimes it goes on the for you page. So you just never know. I think it's a really good way of looking at it. I think Mm -hmm. um, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, So how do you come up with new ideas for TikTok? (laughs) I'm interested to hear this because I feel like everyone has crazy, crazy answers. I have brainstorming sessions with my roommate, Brayden. Fun. So he's really into TikTok as well, just like I am. And we're like, dude, we got to figure this thing out. Mm-hmm. But it's really nice living with two other kids who do. They mostly do video more so than photo, but they mm-hmm. do both. Um, one of my roommates, Chase, he doesn't really do the whole social media thing. Brayden, though, does. Okay. It's really nice having that person that I can go to and be like, yo, what trends did you find today? Or like, what ideas do you got? Yeah. Um, having him be able to help me film, flush out ideas. I do the mm-hmm. same for him. It's okay. really nice having somebody else. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to this and you don't have someone, it can be, it can totally be hard. I, yeah. for so long, I felt like I was alone on this journey of like, you know, having friends that I went to high school with or whatever it may be, but like no one is really into the same stuff as me. Mm-hmm. No one's really, I didn't really know too many people out here doing the whole video and photo stuff. Um, since graduating, I've definitely met um, more people and grown my network. And Brayden is someone who I met off of TikTok. He popped up on my For You page. He was making similar content to me, video okay. and photo stuff. And we DM'd and I was on his podcast like two years ago. Then we, I had him come out to Joshua Tree to help me shoot a brand deal for this like Airbnb. We became really good friends and I was like, hey, I'm moving in with my buddy Chase. What do you think about moving in in like a couple months? He's like, yeah, let's do it. Wow. And um, it's just been really nice to kind of live with two other creators that can, yeah. we can all help each other. Um, creatively motivate each other and Mm -hmm. and help each other like execute on ideas that we have right I think it's good to have community you know either to bounce yeah ideas off of or just like I know I have photographer friends I'm like bro you'll never believe what just happened to me at my session and like other people just don't get it sometimes you know so it's always good to have that support system um and then when it comes to thinking of new ideas it's so helpful to have like a fresh pair of eyes I know sometimes Mm -hmm. my sisters will send me like ideas or they'll be like you should do this or like oh I have a fun idea for you um and it's just like you're only one brain like imagine two two brains like game over you know yeah so that's really awesome We're, we're we're in the process of trying to find a kid to be our like it's like intern kind of for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I literally want a kid that is just scrolling TikTok all day. And just <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, what do you got for me? Right. That, that'd be that's, awesome. That's in the future. Yeah. yeah hopefully, <laughs> hopefully soon. What yeah. about you? What do you, how do you go about uh, finding ideas and getting inspired and stuff? Ooh. So I brainstorm, like I would say every week I sit down and I'm like, okay, these are the videos I'm going to film today. Um, And then I have like a running list of ideas on my, just on notes on my phone. Um, So if I just randomly think of something, I'll just write it down. So I don't think, it's usually not like, just like, you know, all in one time, I'm just like figuring it all out. It's like a progressive, like 
I could be making lunch and then I'll get an idea. Um, I do try to think of ways to twist things that I've already done. Um, Sometimes Mm. I think there's this pressure to constantly be creating new content, but it's like you can like recycle things. I think it, it's the yeah. same for Instagram posts. Like if I post one session, I can post that same session in like four weeks and like, you know, there's no shame in that. So, um, I do try to think of like recycling stuff that I've already done or like rewording things. Um, especially from like, you know, a year ago, like if I haven't talked about something for a year, you know? So, yeah. You also with TikTok specifically, you never know what video is going to pop. So like, let's say you posted a video a month or two ago and you post either like the same video, you repost it or you like twist it a little bit. You're yeah. kind of saying the same thing, but it's like, Hey, maybe like the first time you did it, it didn't really do all that well. And then like somebody else or some new people saw it the second time you posted right. same stuff, but new audience. Yeah, totally. And it's important to like take note of the things that do perform well. So yeah, for 100%. you, like the BTS stuff and then showing the final product, um, I think that's like something that you should definitely be recreating all the time because yeah. if it does, if you know it does well, like, like why not? Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about like technical TikTok stuff cause you are sure. like a filmmaker. So I, I do feel like you have an eye for some of this stuff, maybe more than other people listening. So sure. what are some like technical filmmaking pointers that you have for people that are just maybe just making TikToks on their phone? Yeah, um, man, I think lighting is just so key. Lighting and audio, right? So like if you're talking to a camera, if you're talking to your phone and you don't have a mic, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. The iPhone will have good enough, um, good enough audio. If you can get a mic, awesome. Yeah. Um, lighting is super important. If you just have a well-lit image, it's just going to look better. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think other, if it's just on the phone, I don't know much else. I mean, I guess like shoot 4k. Okay. (laughs) I Uh, mean, I don't, I don't think I shoot 4k, so I have no idea. I just, I just think it, it, it's so hard too, because like you're, it's always getting compressed and I'm always tweaking like my settings. I think I finally figured out the settings. I edit my stuff in premiere, Mm -hmm. um, and so just like trying to figure out those export settings where it's like high quality, but not like the highest quality so that it doesn't get super compressed when you upload it to either Reels or, or TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, try to think. What else? Maybe like, like, like what, are, what are some tips that you would give someone that maybe yeah. we can okay. maybe it'll in, um, spark some info? Yeah. So I was thinking when I wrote this question, I was thinking about um, like transitioning to your next clip fast. So having like decently fast cuts. So it's like intriguing to the eye. Um, I usually tell people like within the first three seconds, your video should draw someone in. Otherwise they're going to swipe. And honestly, it might be even less than three seconds. It could be like half a second. Um, yeah, I totally agree with that. I think people want to know what the hell they're watching within (laughs) the first second of them like coming across it because that's such a good point. Like, you got to have a hook. Mm-hmm. You got you got to just like hook them in some way because um, the attention span is so short. On it TikTok. really is. It's like you're just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, jump cuts definitely mm-hmm. edit it quicker rather than 
rather than longer. Yeah. Um, if you're like debating whether the video should be longer or shorter, definitely lean towards more of the shorter stuff, yes. shorter side, just because like then your watch time will be higher and mm-hmm. uh, it's more rewatchable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's shorter. Right. Um, other technical stuff for TikTok. It, you know what's so crazy is some of the videos that did my best, I didn't even put any hashtags, which still like blows my mind. Wow. Okay. Um, sometimes I feel like hashtags help. Sometimes I feel like they don't. Right. I, I feel like know. hashtags like sometimes make my caption look cluttered. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, but I like I've never posted anything without a hashtag just because I'm like, mm, I would just do it just yeah. in case. I also am not one to go click on a hashtag and go look through videos. No, I'm not either. Not on TikTok. I'll do it yeah. on Instagram. Mm. See, I just like never do it. But I think there's people out there because then you'll check your like engagement and be like, oh, I guess people found me through a hashtag. That's right. Cool. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so I think that might be it for talking about TikTok. But I did oh, want to talk. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> wait, I have another key. Going live recently has helped me a lot. Really? Yeah. I'm like, okay. I'll go live and I'll get like 60 to 100 followers in like a live session. And I'm like, oh, it must be because like a video is doing well. And it's not. It's just yeah. like they'll throw your live into like the For You page and people come in and mm-hmm. then like, start following me and I'm right. like this is crazy this is okay. cool doesn't take that much like effort you're kind of just talking to the camera granted if you're just starting out and like you don't really have anybody in the live it's a little bit harder yeah. um it's a good but, thing to do like once you build your following up a little bit too. yeah um I will tell you your live popped up on my feed like a couple days ago just see, so you know there we go yeah like on my for you page like I was just That's scrolling so and I was like oh like okay yeah and so, my lives aren't even they're they're nothing special. I'm I'm just literally like sitting in front of my camera just like answering questions or like No, that's really all it needs to what. be. Like seriously. Okay, so a lot of listeners um probably would be interested in your podcast because from what I understand it's geared towards creative. So just tell me a little bit about your podcast um and honestly you can tell me like whatever is coming up in your business like, you know, just give us yeah. some updates. Um, sure. So I just started a creative podcast with my two roommates, Chase and Brayden. It's called the 505 Podcast. And it's all about our experience um, navigating the world of film and photography, what it's like pursuing a career out here in LA that's kind of against the grain of the traditional nine to five. Mm-hmm. Um, we want it to be a space where people can learn from us as people who are actually doing it and making a full-time career out of being creatives. Um, the first we've done five episodes, we're recording the sixth one tonight and the first few episodes or the, up until now we haven't had any guests, but we're going to start bringing on guests, which I'm really excited about because through being in this network, especially being out in LA, like we've been able to meet some pretty awesome people Mm -hmm. um, and have like a good network of people who are down to be on the podcast, which I'm really excited about. And um, yeah, it's, it's really nice. It's different than any other medium. Like it's so cool to just sit down and talk for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour. 
um, just kind of shoot the shit about stuff that we already talk about anyways. Right. Um, but I think it's great because it's a, it's a way that people can get to know you on a kind of a deeper level and a level that doesn't really exist on Instagram or TikTok or any other social media. It's like, Hey, you're sitting down and you're hearing us talk for an hour. So it's like, if you can get someone to be interested in your conversation for an hour, that is, um, pretty personal. And like, yeah. it, you get to kind of, you feel like, you know, that person, like, I know I oh, listen yeah. to a few different, I listen to a few different podcasts and like you tune in and you feel like you're there with them. Like you feel like you're hanging out with them. Oh yeah. Um, I am so emotionally connected to my podcast. Yeah. It's actually concerning. <laughs> um, I feel the same way. So, you know, it's something that we've been talking about for a while and something that we've wanted to do for a while, but the goal is really to try to take this thing to the moon and build a community around it. And I'm really excited because the feedback that we've had so far off of the few episodes that we've done is, um, has been great. And, Mm -hmm. um, it also selfishly just gives me more content (laughs) to post on social media. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's it's content creation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I will definitely link the podcast in the description. So if anyone listening wants to go find it, they can find it. Um, you said the five Oh five. What do you say? The five zero five podcast. Okay. What is the five zero five from? Um, our apartment. Oh, perfect. All right. (laughs) Um, cool. And then what is up and coming in your business? You have anything exciting happening or in the works? Um, the most like recent thing besides the podcast is just me getting to shoot with these DJs. Um, that started about a month ago and it's kind of like my new endeavor. I'm really fucking excited about it. Um, the DJs go under the name loud luxury. Okay. And, um, I like love their music. And when they reached out to me, I was like, hell yeah. Like, let's go. I've always wanted to shoot concert, mm-hmm. um, concert stuff, festival stuff. So like now getting that opportunity, um, it's been awesome. And that's kind of my, the new thing that I'm like focusing on and like learning mm-hmm. to shoot. And it's crazy because it's a whole new way of shooting. I have never shot like that before. Yeah. The first the first time I shot with them, I did um, uh, EDC Las Vegas, which is literally the biggest EDM festival in Northern America. Oh, wow. and I was super fucking nervous. Like, I mean, you're the stage has like you're in front of like tens of thousands of people and like the stage is massive. So, yeah, it's just like learning to shoot a new type of content. Right. Like no. I've never, I've never shot music. So, um, that's so cool. Yeah. Getting to, getting to have that experience has been great, but yeah, that's kind of what I've been, um, focusing on. It's super fun and okay. it's just like fresh and new. Yeah. And then, um, really leaning into the podcast as well. Yeah. And, um, been traveling a little bit, which is nice, but, um, yeah, that's kind of what, what's been going on with me. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. It was really fun to just like pick your brain on some of these different topics, like specifically social media. It's just always good to hear like a different perspective. Um, but very excited to see your DJ work. Um, I guess not DJ work. Like I guess you're filming, but I might, I might hop behind the decks. Honestly do it. (laughs) I'd love to. That'd be awesome. Cool. Well, Um, thank you so much. No, thank you so much for having me. Expose my mind to clarity 
Oh, my spirit shudders Capture the moment, oh, to keep my sanity The wisdom rushing in So